Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Tuesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today, we are talking about the Enneagram, but beyond the numbers. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. So my rose today is that I am changing up my work schedule. I'm working primarily from like 1 p.m. to 6 p.m., Instead of what I was used to doing, which was like working from like 9 to 11.30 and then working from like 2 to 5, which honestly has me working similar hours, but I'm just consolidating them into a short period of time. And um, that feels really good to me. Some days I can get my my work done faster, some days not, and I have the mornings to be free. (laughs) Um, the other thing I'm changing about my work schedule is that I'm starting to work from Tuesday to Saturday so that I have Sundays and Mondays off instead of Saturdays and Sundays. And this gives me one full day of work where no one else in the company is at the office. I mean, no one comes to the office in real life, but no one else is working. And therefore I am not on call. I'm not needed. I can just work on forward moving projects, which right now there is a lot of. Um, I'm building out curriculum for my community. I'm finishing up a course and we are about to launch the 2021 Enneagram Summit. If you have done the summit before, you know that this is like really exciting. (laughs) Some of the most amazing people come and teach. They give incredibly valuable content. I'm able to charge pennies for it, which I really should be charging thousands for it. But people, it just, they make it possible for me to charge so little for so much content. It's incredible. So I have a lot of work to do on the back end for that, though. So that's what Saturdays are for. And my thorn today is that as of tomorrow, I will be safe to see other people or like friends who are also vaccinated. And I don't, am I ready? (laughs) I'm like not sure I'm ready. I'm a little bit nervous about, I really like the way that my life slowed down in quarantine. And I'm nervous about kind of getting back into some habits that weren't the best for me, just kind of staying out all day. I feel like I wasted a lot of time going from coffee shop to coffee shop and a lot of money um, going from like coffee shop to eat out to eat for lunch to another coffee shop to out to have drinks after dinner. And that's not the lifestyle that I've lived the last year. And I really liked that. It feels better in almost every way. And so, yeah, I'm not quite ready. I'm, I'm, I want to be careful. Now, I definitely want to squeeze some people, catch up with some people. I'm an 
ultimately an extrovert. I have very introverted tendencies. I am a, kind of a hermit. I'm kind of a recluse. <laughs> not not truly, maybe a little um, at this point in my life, but I I do get energy from being around people. I have more joy when I'm around people. So that will be nice. Okay. And my bud is that all of the new people are joining Brave Collective and I'm getting to meet you guys, like see you face-to-face, know your name. In Brave Collective, people can actually Marco Polo me, which is just essentially video chatting. And so like we become friends and that's the coolest thing. Like I, I just think that's the coolest thing. So that's what I'm looking forward to is getting to meet all of the new members of Brave Collective. Um, I will one last time let you know that Brave Collective doors are open. You can check it out at the bravecollective.co. See if it's the right fit for you. And I'd love to have you. Okay, friends. So let's dive into today's episode. Have you ever noticed that in the beginning of our Enneagram journey, we seem to have a way that we describe ourselves. Like when we're asked to share who we are, we have these complex answers. We have things that we say that are unique to us specifically. I'm someone who likes to see the bright side. I am someone who is passionate about doing the right thing. I'm someone who fights for the underdog. And then for many, as the journey through the Enneagram continues, we give a lot of that up in favor of a number. So what used to be, I love to travel, I think variety is the spice of life, I try to keep things positive, becomes I'm a seven. We shrink ourselves down to a single digit in our attempts to be known, but we're so much more than a number. It's so important that we never lose sight of who we are outside of the context of the Enneagram. And it's interesting because I encourage us often to not do this with other people, right? You've heard me say it a million times. Don't turn someone into a number. The folks that we care about, don't simplify them so much that you describe them as a type two or a type one. And as you know, I am big on pushing you to prioritize yourself so much that you are easily in the position of being someone that you deeply care about. So if we shouldn't do it to others, why do we do it to ourselves? So let's talk a little bit about why I think this is important, moving beyond the number. First, Hillary McBride, a dear friend, um, did a summit interview with me recently of just like ways or last year. Yeah, last year we did a summit interview about ways in which we could use the Enneagram better. And one of the things she said was using the Enneagram numbers like this is objectifying. It's quite literally objectifying, right? It's turning us into an object. It's saying you are a two, you are a five. Um, It's simplifying us and taking away our humanity in the way that we describe ourselves and we describe others. The second is that it's limiting. Yes, maybe, you know, like there is some beautiful camaraderie when you meet the people who have your same Enneagram type. It's like you you feel like you're home. You know these people. They feel like they get you in a way that other people don't. And that's incredible. But even among people of the same type, there's so much variation. There's so much life experience. There's so much different levels of of growth in different areas, different ways in which you've changed and shifted and molded, that it's not so simple as I'm a seven and now you know me. It's more like I'm a seven and here's what I've learned through that. 
The third reason that this is important is that when we identify with our number, it limits our room for growth. It limits our ability to say how much we've learned from this number, how much we can move beyond this number, how much we've changed and how much we shift and move around as a person. You know, I hear so often people say like, well, I'm this type, so that's why I do the things the way that I do them. But what if you didn't have to do that? What if you could choose something else? Which brings me to point four here, which is it misses the point, right? The Enneagram isn't intended to be an identifier. It's intended to be an awakening to all that you thought you had to be but don't need to be. It's about who you thought you had to be in order to be loved, accepted, successful, And it's an invitation to stepping out of that number, into stepping into other ways of being, other ways of operating, expanding your options. So you don't just have to be the kind one or the the one who helps. You also get to be the fun one and the one who does the right thing and the one who fights for the underdog. You are not limited to this one way of being. So what do we do instead? I encourage you to ask yourself, what do I think the Enneagram says about me and that I want this person to know? So if you're thinking, I'm going to share my Enneagram type, that's amazing. It is an invitation to deeper connection. But maybe instead of saying, hey, I'm a type seven, we can say, I'm learning to simplify and slow down my life and to be present with my negative emotions. That means more. That's deeper. That tells people where you're at in your journey and it invites more connection. The second is practice moving outside of your Enneagram type. Again, the Enneagram is about what you think you have to be, not who you are. So it's a worthwhile practice to say, yeah, I feel like it's my responsibility to step in and be the helper here, to be the savior of the situation. But what would it feel like? If I let them handle this themselves, what would it feel like if I trusted that I will be loved even when I am not the one they have to rely on? And the third thing we can try instead is to use the Enneagram for its language and not its numbers. And you guys have heard me say this a lot. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I say this all the time. And I say this usually when I'm talking about other people who maybe aren't interested in the Enneagram, don't want to talk about the Enneagram, how can you ask better questions, use the Enneagram for its language and not its numbers. But what if you did the same for yourself? What if instead of thinking, oh, I'm, I'm being such a three right now, you thought, I feel obligated to overwork right now because I'm so scared of stagnation Because if I stagnate, then where's my worth? Wouldn't that change the way that you engaged with the work of the Enneagram, the way that you operated in the world? Wouldn't that give you the freedom? Like just asking that question, just using the language makes us more aware of like what we're really doing here and how much we're limiting ourselves on a day-to-day basis. 
Okay, so for today's food for thought, I have a little practice for you. Maybe this is something that you can do while you're working out, while you're driving, just kind of think about it. If you have time today, um, I, I encourage you to sit down and just write it out if you can. But I just want you to spend a few minutes thinking and brain dumping on some things you know about yourself. When asked, who are you? What's the more complex answer to that question? What kind of person do you believe you are? What kind of person do you hope to be? What are you not? What makes you unique? We'll try to remember to put these in the show notes for you. But if not, you can always replay me back. Do your best to not use Enneagram language here. When you've done that, when you've kind of explored these questions on your own without thinking about your Enneagram type, Come visit me on Instagram because today's post is all about this. So I would love to hear from you who you are without the context of the Enneagram. As always, it is such a joy to create this content for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating and review in iTunes. It helps me to get this podcast to new listeners like you. And as always, I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.